Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Cybertron, I'll be your co-host, Trumborus Prime. Joining me as always, my co-host in disguise, John Paul Elatron. How's it going, Mr. Elatron? Uh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm okay. I got a rare groan out of you for terrible <laughs> puns to start the show. You usually encourage or just snort this. I got a rare groan. You know, like Trumborus Prime? Uh, I, I, it was it was just the whole lead up. I think it, it's just a uh, there's there's so many things going on in this universe, this vast vast yeah. universe uh, that we are going to talk about tonight. And uh, Trumborus Prime, I I only wish that that character had actually shown up to be able to sort of sort some of this crap out. I don't think they let him through Ellis Island, sent him back. <laughs> Elistron Island. That's right, Elistron Island. They sent him back. Does he have? Does he have a rubbing on the wall? He might. He's probably just floating in the bay at this point. But uh, fair. Actually, back to the podcast here. Transformers, which spoiler alert, that's what we're talking about. Transformers, uh, surprisingly nimble underwater. Not. Yeah. Didn't sink like diecast metal (laughs) robots in the skies like you think they would. They did not sink like several ton walking robot monsters. No. Uh, I, I was I was baffled by that. Baffled by the physics, and it takes place here on Earth mostly. So uh, maybe I would assume Earth physics, sort of like, yeah, similar Earth physics, right? And maybe they've got some weird sort of like crystalline, lightweight something something that lets them float and swim slash also survive falls from uh, outer atmospheres of Earth, <laughs> which is pretty good. Uh, that happens a lot. That was- I want to say anytime you see a giant robot in water, like in an ocean, we're not talking about like a kiddie pool or a lake or a pond, like right, where in I put the my ocean. robots. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Like anytime you see a giant robot in the ocean and it's doing the breaststroke in order to come over and assist another robot or that is human. literally sitting there saying, oh, the one, two things I don't oh, like God. are water and fire. And you're like, what, what is actually, what well, the fuck the is right actually place. going on right now? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is going on? My favorite part, not to get too far ahead, my favorite part of that same scene is when the, uh, the breaststroking, is that right? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. That sounds breaststroking. It's, it sounds correct. Okay. It, it, it is correct, but let's. Well, we're getting we're getting into the Olympics here, so that's probably more accurate. Uh, breaststroking <laughs> robot from space comes swimming over to a human to assist the same <laughs> thing, and these humans are just like, "Oh wow, you guys are pretty cool. Thanks for the help." No, not my first reaction. Yeah, no, not at all. Imagine the Statue of Liberty just gets off her pedestal and swims to shore to help you from drowning. Your first reaction Love. is probably not going to be like, "I loved you in Ghostbusters too." Ah, oh, you beat me be to like, it. Fuck, you're probably gonna kill me, even if yeah. you don't mean. It. What have I done, and why are you the one dispatched to send me to hell? <laughs> exactly. That's a hell of a way to go, to be honest with you. Right under hell that yeah. sandal. Yeah. Yeah. Hit She's you with a harbor chick. Anyway, so we'll be talking Transformers tonight, and you know the reason we're talking Transformers not just because it's one of the like most classic cartoons in history, but there's actually a new animated Transformers series coming out. So. By the time you guys are listening to this, if you're listening to it uh, on the day that it releases, I believe it'll be the day after this that Transformers Combiner Wars actually debut. It's going to be an eight-episode animated series from Machinima and Hasbro. It's actually going to be a digital-first series, and that means it's not going to be on like YouTube or anywhere on Netflix. It's going to be on this app, mobile app called Go90, G-O-9-0. 
Uh, so definitely check that out. You can head to collider.com for the trailer of uh, Transformers Combiner Wars. We've also got the prequel episodes that focused on uh, Optimus Prime, Windblade, and some of the other uh, characters that you may or may not know, because this story actually takes place, I believe it's 40 years after the end of the major conflict that takes place between Autobots, Decepticons, Optimus Prime, and Megatron. So it's actually set up a few decades later. So it's, it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. In terms of Beast Wars, <laughs> when does this take place? When the hell does Beast Wars take place? Isn't it like an alternate? I thought it was completely alternate. I mean, story wasn't it? Dave, I throw the question out to you: Is it? Is it? I hope. Is it? God, I, I hope. I hope so. Too. There was one user review we came across tonight that was just like, Transformers Generation One <laughs> is inferior to shows like Beast Wars, and that's where I was like, nope. <laughs> Nope. Get the fuck out this of kid's here. done. Cut him off. <laughs> kid's clearly drunk on motor oil. <laughs> oh. Beast Wars is pretty bad. This month, I think we're actually going to uh, probably repost that review if you guys missed it. But we're going to have some other uh, reviews and episodes on different Transformers series. So if you have any of your favorites that are out there, let us know. Now's a good time to let us know. And uh, we may take a look at them. But for tonight, let's get into G1. So yeah. Ellis, take us back to the 80s. Where do we start Ooh. with this thing? All right, so the Transformers is the first animated television series in the franchise, which is based on the Hasbro toy line of Transformers. Itself is based upon the Diaclone and Microman toy line originally created by Japanese toy makers Takara. Written and recorded in America, the series was animated in Japan and South Korea. In Japan, the series was called Fight Super Robot Life Form Transformers. I think, man, everything should have a Japanese translation. Every title should be Japanese. Even if it's like 100% died in the wool, made in America, send it to Japan. And not that you actually have to do that. Run it through a translator <laughs> and spit it back out the other side in English and see what you get. Because fight! Super robot life form Transformers is so good. There's, there's so much. I, I want to say this. Regardless of what your feelings are about Transformers Generation 1 or Beast Wars or any of the iterations, you can't really say fight super robot life form transformers without cracking a smile. True. It's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's on the same level of Beast King Go Lion or um, <sighs> some of the other stuff uh, we've, we've translated over the years. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's up there. But for anybody out there who doesn't know what Transformers is about, or maybe you only know like the more recent series and you don't know the OG, uh, the first Transformers series depicts a war among giant robots. Transform into vehicles and other objects. That's about as simplistic as it gets. <laughs> and we'll explain why we're, we're keeping it pretty simple as we get into these episodes. Because the first, the three episodes that we watched tonight is actually the miniseries that um, occurred before season one back in 1984. So this was kind of like a mini TV movie that it was like a pilot. So if it got greenlit, they would go on and actually have seasons. Obviously, it did very, very well. They got picked up. They went on for a number of episodes uh, after this. But basically, the end of this one kind of wraps things up neatly, but then they had to kind of blur their way into the, uh, the new season. So at the end of this one, spoiler alert, the uh, Decepticons actually are defeated by the Autobots. Surprise, surprise. And the Autobots are going to sort of pack up and fuel up and head back to Cybertron. But when they had news that the series was picked up, the Autobots kind of like remained behind to uh, fend off the renewed and, and resurgent threat from the Decepticons, along with their human allies, Spike and Sparkplug, 
Witwicky. If you were wondering why the name of uh, what was what was Shia LaBeouf's name? Something Witwicky. Sam. Sam. Sam Witwicky. If you were wondering why that last name was so weird, it came from this original series. So right. if you never knew that before, that that might be the fact. Your pod. Yeah. So there we go. Um, you want to jump right into the theme song? Let's get into it. Let's go for it, buddy. Because for me, this is one of the like most iconic, recognizable theme songs you'll ever hear. Right. And I, you know, we've had we've had some theme songs recently that have sort of had that like distorted robot voice mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah, we've had Voltron. Song. Yeah. Right. That does that sort of different universe. And you're like, all right. You're like, all right. I get it. Like, knock it off. This one actually does a great job of incorporating it into the theme song itself. You know. I will say this, you know, for as much of the theme song in terms of what it sets the tone, you would assume that there was more action and more fighting in this actual show uh, because the entire theme song is really just sort of Decepticons rolling out with guns ablazing, Autobots rolling out with guns ablazing, and then everybody's firing and shooting at one another and then tossing them and throwing them overhead. And that's sort of the entire thing. You get, you get the, the most probably one of the, the biggest taglines, just sort of the, the robots in disguise. Right. Um, you know, and sort of that, that motivating, churning music you know, that kind of comes along with it, uh, which is instantly recognizable to, to anybody who's, who's ever watched this, or, or maybe even if you haven't. I, I don't even remember. I, I try really hard to block out um, any of the movie versions of Transformers, and so I'm desperately trying to think whether or not those actually had a little bit of, of sort of this theme song like incorporated into maybe like the intro or the outro. Man, I think the closest but, thing that they kept was the um, the transforming sound. Which yeah, is like but, turned I mean, up to like VHX eleven. Like that was that was the Truthfully, it's Michael Bay who gives a fuck. Just guys, stop going to see his movies. He'll stop making them if we stop going. And I'm talking to you overseas. Yeah, China. I think I think domestically we're getting sick and tired of it, but we're you guys overseas, we're still we're still paying money still. for it. But come on, guys, let's sign a petition and let's just stop going to Michael Bay movies. No more turtles, uh, you know. No more no more Transformers movies. He's 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 looking to be able to bookend this. There's got to be a trifecta for another '80s franchise that he's going to ruin for us. Which one do you? How do you want your childhood ruined? <laughs> is what I think. Track. Yeah, exactly. What do you hold near and dear to your heart? Because I'll be honest with you. You know what he's probably going to ruin next? Rainbow fucking bright. How are probably. you going to feel about that? He already ruined Pretty trashy. Our, uh, our podcast on Rainbow Bright. Oh Christ! That's a lost episode. A bit trivia for you guys out there. <laughs> Thanks, Michael Bay. Yeah, thanks a lot, Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Hope you feel good about yourself. But I mean, this this theme song's great. I, I think the one thing that was uh, really confusing um, for me is that you know they again in these shows where we've had such a high volume of characters, mm-hmm. like a, such a large cast of characters. There are a this, lot. The, this theme song only clocks in at like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's short. And it is it is like Transformers more than meets the eye. And then they are shooting, and then they are firing each other. Yeah, and there's and one verse, which is pretty sweet. And then that's it. Just and then you're, Let's get you to are, it. You are done, and you are thrown into like you know uh, to the war that is currently going on on Cybertron. And you're like, okay, wait, at least like maybe like an introduction to this. No, this- see, I was I was good because they were just like Transformers, got it. And they were like robots <laughs> in disguise, got it. More than meets the eye, okay. 
Doesn't tell me much, but it's cute. It's kind of redundant. And then they're like, Autobots use their powers to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticon. Oh, okay, cool. It's like the synopsis. But they right don't. There. They really don't. That's well, what's terrible. The word destroy is a bit strong, I think, in this. Yeah, uh, destroy is a problem. really strong verb that, to use here. It sounds like they more are like, maybe we could talk it out with you guys and maybe you could stop bullying yeah, us. Yeah, maybe we'll just knock them down for a little bit so they can come back in the next episode or the next right. 87 episodes, whatever it was. So, <laughs> but I mean, as far as the theme song goes, like, you've told me everything I need to know. It's Autobots. They're good guys. They're trying to stop the bad guys who are the Decepticons. They're all robots in disguise. And you got robot boys done. Boom. And then show me a bunch of like cool designs of these characters that sometimes I can't tell who's who. That's fine. And then show it's them, like, like watching a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> exactly. Just a bunch of jagged <laughs> metal pieces smashing together and some pits every once in a while. Uh, just like this cartoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, I, I love one of my favorite things as a kid was uh, watching the actual transformations and then. Yeah. As like when I started to get into drawing, when I started to get into sort of like um, sort of engineering type stuff or just like model building, seeing how they actually would like fit together and then uh, move into like humanoid version or the later beast versions that they turned into or the, the vehicles and stuff. That always fascinated me. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. That you could, right. you could physically take one of these toys, turn it into a, a jet fighter, and then turn it back into like a humanoid thing. That's one thing on the cartoons. It's a whole other thing in the toys awesome yeah did you have any of these growing up oh crap i had a shit ton of them See, i didn't have that many i I only had like one i think i had like one dinobot that turned into a stegosaurus and that's literally the only one i can remember i had i had two of the dinobots and uh actually a friend and he he might actually be listening to this episode because he is he has commented on some things on Twitter for us. Uh, my my buddy Archie Cooper Rubia, yeah. uh, he had uh, he had all of the other Dinobots uh, except for Grimlock, ah. and I had an original Grimlock, and I gave it to him. Oh, very cool! Complete yeah. the whole set. Yeah, got to get it in there. Very nice. So, um, but I had a bunch. I actually I had a I had a couple from the Transformers movie in the eighties. Right, I think it came out in like eighty six. It was after yeah. the first season and i think it took place between one and two or two and three something like that yeah i think it was two and three but i, I, I watched off a shitload of characters which oh man that that was a very confusing thing because you you learn more sort of about the the inner workings of, of the things that have been talked about like the all spark and, right. and all these the little know, mythology things right yeah. and so you sort of get into the the history of transformers right. and and the, the race and their culture and so that was more interesting but it was just I, I have this very distinct memory of, and this is just about the the Transformers, uh, movie as well as also Transformers, is that when I would go and visit my grandparents, and they would take me to like one of those pharmacy video stores that it was like a pharmacy, but they also rented videos, uh, on the side, and so it was uh, I would get my the the live action My Little Monster. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, dude, I used to um, wear that tape out, man. I love that. Episodes of uh, Transformers that they had that was on uh, VHS. And then it was always the, the Transformers uh, movie from the 80s. And I, it, it, you might as well have just, if I went to go visit them for a week, it was just a constant cycle of that. Transformers marathon. Over and over and over and over again. I have to say, I got to correct myself. It wasn't My Little Monster with, um, who was that? Howie or, um, you're saying My yeah, Little Howie Monster. Yeah, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. I'm yeah. thinking of My Pet Monster. 
I it was there was a there. I'm sorry, there was a, a live action for my pet monster. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the one I watched. Oh, okay, cool. So we Did were I'm... watching the same thing. We just called it something. Right. Back. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Howie Mandel. Fuck you, Howie Mandel. <laughs> Your germophobia. No, he's fine. I got no problem with Howie Mandel. Um, all right. Anything else from the theme song? There. Pretty fantastic. No. One of my favorites. No, I mean just good? great through and through. Yeah, cool. it's short. I'd actually be kind of curious to see some of the the later. Uh, seasons and if they change it going to say other themes which we'll get into later this month like <laughs> beast wars oh no Jump, jesus those are so they're so bad yeah. uh, uh but, but for, we yeah yeah but we 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 walked we watched and uh had an opportunity to look at this this three-part miniseries and so we got a lot to get into yeah more than meets the eye this oh god Damn it, I just walked right into that fucking thing. I wasn't even trying. I was just trying to say the title of the miniseries. Because <laughs> it's, it's literally just titled More Than Meets the Eye, parts one, two, and three. Um, and you guys can watch these online. They're about 20, 25 minutes long each. Um, and I, I thought it was great. What was your general just kind of impression? High level uh, impression. They were... I was, uh, I was okay with them. You're okay with the, the episode? Yeah, I, I wasn't... Okay. I, there were there were moments and there were parts to it that I wasn't very excited about. Oh, there were there were a lot of rough spots. For yeah, sure. it, they're like in terms of how this holds up, it is not spectacular. It's not something that you would go back and watch and just be like, oh my god, I totally forgot about all the 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 small nuances yeah, the of Transformers things. and uh, you know the just these these tiny little tidbits and morsels that yeah. I would have picked up from the Transformers series. No, it's it's as bland and uh, like what you see is what you get, which is almost contradictory to the robots in disguise. It might yeah. as well have just sort of trans, like they may have well have just tagged it. And eh, what you see is what you get. Like it really Fight is sort of that bland. robot life transformers. Something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it and I, I, I had fun watching it. Uh, and I think that the reason I enjoyed it so much was for, specific characters that were in it there were specific people who were in that that i was like yes what is this person doing well actually let's let's talk about that real quick i just without going into each of these i just kind of want to run down the list of characters that we're introduced to here because there's a lot and i honestly because of the way things worked out i thought there were a lot more decepticons than autobots i was very wrong yeah so for up we've got optimus prime and then we've got Brawn, Blue Streak, Bumblebee, Cliffjumper, Gears, Hound, Huffer, Ironhide, Jazz, Mirage, Prowl, Ratchet, Sideswipe, Sunstreaker, Trailbreaker, Wheeljack, Windcharger, and Hauler, who was more <laughs> just like a vehicle and not a Transformer, but they gave him a name anyway, and he never heard of talk, and he never showed up again. He was just a big rig tow truck kind of thing that would that picked Hall's broken ass out of a canyon and just picked yeah. him up, and that was it. You never saw him again. Hauler. Now, we can talk about this a little bit before we get into the episodes, because honestly, we're not going to walk beat by beat through the episodes. It's a pretty standard story. We're just going to kind of hit the highlights uh, because there's some fun stuff to talk about. There's some really silly stuff and there's some stuff. This truly is a tale as old as time. Oh, tale as old as time. Um, So Megatron's Decepticons. Yeah, we got Megatron, Starscream, Skywarp, Thundercracker, Reflector, which is crazy, Soundwave and Laserbeak, Ravage and Rumble. And Shockwave. Well, we should mention that really, yeah. uh, Shockwave has Laserbeak. Uh, so this always rumble. screwed me up when I was a kid too. Soundwave has the chest cassette tapes. Correct. Shockwave right. 
is the guy who remained on Cybertron to sort of monitor and make sure everything was okay. Exactly. And he's the one that looks least like the rest of the Transformers. He looks like uh, Black Manta from Aquaman. He has yeah. this, he looks like it just with like a weird like diamond shaped visor thing that protrudes from his face. One of and the inside that inside that diamond there's like one single focused beam of light <laughs> yeah. that like comes out i had the action figure and uh, i loved really? it i was so happy and he you don't see him again i'm assuming for a while because he yeah he stays back yeah. in cybertron he's like second in command back there um, he's in the movie a lot but that was like that was it oh in the in the, in the animated yeah oh. when he was in, he was in, yeah correct uh so real quick give me your top two give me your top three favorite autobots Autobots? Just, just from this intro. Oh man, you know, I, uh, I, I have to, I have to say Optimus Prime. I, I feel to. like he's that's somebody, why I said three and not I, two because I just gave yeah, the I feel like you have to say Optimus Prime, uh, just because he's like the John Wayne of yeah. of cowboys, uh, robot his, cowboys. Yeah, robot cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a really hard time once I, I sort of made the comparison where I was like, everything sounded like a, everything that comes out of Optimus Prime's mouth. If you were to say it had like, if you were to put like a robot filter over top of John Wayne, you know, in, in any movie uh, that he's ever done, like any Western, I'd just be like, yeah, you know, I could probably mistaken, like that could be mistaken for like a Transformers quote. Yeah. And then I, I could not get it out of my head then. And then just continued to get rid of the robot filter in my brain and just hear John Wayne speaking through Optimus. So Bob. you're like, that was, you're like, at that point. Oh God. The comic, that not sh- the TV show. Oh, phew. Thank God. Because Evan and I have gotten into it because that is a terrible show that we both agree that we hate. It's getting... <laughs> it's getting... We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. This, it's it's weird. Good. This is like a prequel season because they're not... Next season, they'll actually go on the road. But anyway. Bad point. All right. Uh, so we got Optimus. Boy. So who are your uh, two? So Optimus. Uh, I, like, I like Bumblebee. Do you? I, I do this, like... In this series? I... I do, and I'll get into why I kind of like him. Okay. Um, but then, uh, what was it? I, I, I could not remember uh, when we started watching Hound, yeah. and I, I, I could not remember him playing as like pivotal of a role in the rest of the series yeah. as he did in this three-part miniseries. Right. And I, there was something about it where I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I kind of, I'm getting behind this. I'm kind of enjoying what I'm watching with him. Plus, he gets a lot of screen time, yeah. especially in the first episode. And so there's a couple, like, uh, Huffer, is that it? Yes. Huffer. Because I even made like, a note. I'm like, is there a fucking yeah. Autobot called Huffer? Yeah. Huffer shows up for, like, all of two seconds. Just to and say his just name. Like, yeah. And, the, and, you know, and you, you figure with, like, this large of a cast of characters, a lot of times what they're doing is, is every line is just like, what do you think, Ironside? And he's just like, well, oh, no, uh, Jazz. God fucking jazz with his People awful accent with yeah i don't know what yeah. this, this it's terrible is really terrible between him and wheeljack I, I... yeah it's just, it's constant it's constant just like shaking your head what i, what I think it was there too is because the toys were already out so they were just like uh let's bring each of these guys on just so we can push the toy yeah if you course. bring huffer on for two seconds and some weird kid or a mom that doesn't know what's going on is gonna buy a huffer toy and that's no and, offense to any moms or, or kids out there that bought a Huffer toy, because uh, I, I, again, have, like, none of these, so more power to you. And this is, this is a point-counterpoint with Sean and Dave. Yeah. 
So Dave is taking the stance of that it's fine, uh, whatever you did, mom, and I'm taking the opposite point. So shame on you. <laughs> shame on you for not sitting down and figuring out who the hell Huffer was with his one line of dialogue that he has as he's breaststroking through, <laughs> through the water trying to save a friend. Like, unbelievable that you would not really get into this a little bit more for this one character that was in it for like one one line of dialogue and then just disappears. And who has a name that's going to be a gateway drug for your kids getting into the harder <laughs> stuff. Just a kid with a can of spray paint and a rag in the garage <laughs> holding a Huffer action figure in one hand. Oh no. That's what happened to Charlie Day. Anyway. That is really... All right, so you said... is, is, it, is it better than like a jazz musician like getting out and like setting up like in, in getting ready to play a set and then he puts a jazz action figure <laughs> I would love like, that guy, like on top That's of what he's doing people. he's like jazz music and jazz <laughs> is my kind of people people are like hey uh this guy's really good you should really pay attention he's got a transformer got i'd be like fair enough one of the OGs. all right so optimus yeah. prime and hound and bumblebee yeah okay I'd say two of those are mine too. So Optimus Prime and Hound. I just like Hound because it was Jeep, and I just kind of have always liked yeah. the military kind of, you know, tough, tough style Jeep. Uh, he had that cool shoulder rocket. Yeah, thing, he had that. Right? I don't think he... he never used it. Well, that is what? that is exactly why I like this next one, Cliff Jumper, because he's like <laughs> he's like this little angry dude that for whatever reason uh, he's like the smaller car. But then at one point in the, in the episode, like, out of nowhere, he just pulls this massive fucking gun. And I'm just like, where the hell did you pull that from? And he just <laughs> aims it at Megatron. They're like, we're just doing recon. It's him and Hound, I think. They're yeah. just doing recon. We should go back to Optimus. And all of a sudden, it cuts back to Cliff Jumper, and he's just got this massive bazooka on his arm, and he just fires it off. It's like, all right, I like I, this guy. This guy's firing. Well, I, lo- I love in this moment the line of dialogue. He's like, what are you talking about? I got, like, I've got Megatron locked and dead in my sights. Yeah, my of course son. I'm going to take the shot. And then he fucking <laughs> he misses. He doesn't even anywhere near him. Doesn't even... Ugh. He shoots the uh, rocky outcropping that the Decepticons have decided would be the best <laughs> possible base. Look at those rocks. That's our new base. You fucking idiot. What are we going to build this base with? And then just Megatron just looking at you and going, Improvise. Improvise. Like, oh, all right. All speaking, right of, uh, speaking of Decepticons, you don't have as many to choose from, but who are your three favorites here? Uh, Starscream, Starscream, and Starscream. Really, all Starscream. All Starscream. He's, all day long, he's Starscream. But for terrible he is reasons. the best. <laughs> he is the best. His no, I actually is so strong. No, it, I, that's what I want to talk okay, about. Okay. All right, he is blatantly insubordinate. Oh, not even to, trying to hide. Like not even like not even trying to be coy about to anyone. No he's not even like looking for allies. He's not building an alliance <laughs> with anyone. Anyone that gets close to him is just like, "Fuck you! I should be the leader." And they're like, "Dude, I just came to like give you your your energon break." Like, yeah, I, lo- I love the fact that there's this one moment I, I believe in the first episode where. He's talking shit to Rumble. Yes. And Rumble's just like, no, dude, like, you're never going to lead us. You're a jerk. But even, even Starscream was even like, Rumble, there will be one day when I don't take orders from you and I will lead the Decepticons. Rumble's just like, fuck <laughs> off, man. Ain't nobody going to follow you. Rumble's no, you like know, this I, two foot tall. Well, he's kind of like human sized, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just awesome, uh, awesome robot. I love Rumble's attitude. Uh, so, what I, what I would actually really say is that I, I would say uh, uh, Starscream. Uh, sh- uh, Soundwave and Shockwave. Those are those are probably my my three favorites. Yeah, no yeah. no Megatron. No Megatron. He's like I don't, the big you know, bad. I don't, 
I don't really like the Megatron character. I feel I feel like you know what? Yeah. This is my this is my 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 idea after watching this mini series about Starscream is that the reason that he's so insubordinate is that he has been promoted to a level where he is wholly incompetent at what he does. The Peter Principle. And that, yeah. Right. Exactly. And so that level of, of hubris, that level of confidence that he has, he's he's recognized and realized that he's never gonna get promoted. Right. And so, so but they're, so he's and they're never gonna fire him. openly threatening the leader. Right. It's like it's one of those things where like Starscream doesn't give a fuck. No. Like he has never given a fuck no. and he will never give an actual fuck. Like he wants one thing. He wants to get rid of Megatron and he wants him out. And he'll do anything that's necessary from like shit talk and later in the series like he tries to kill him. Oh, he's, he's always he's, trying to usurp. Like up it's his, am- yeah. <laughs> like it's amazing. It's amazing to watch him not only just realize and come to that that recognition of just like i i'm never gonna get promoted beyond where i am right now right. i i'm i'm at the like a terminal position within this organization right. of decepticons and so i don't care they can't fire me what are they gonna do they fire me i'm gonna go take all the secrets and everything i know yeah. and walk right over to those fucking autobots right. and then give them all of your valuable Which information so you're not gonna fire me Wars, exactly yeah no, that's how like you're not gonna get rid of me. You're just gonna shower me in praise. Like you're just gonna, uh, or, just or you're gonna ignore me, or you're gonna ignore me <laughs> and then talk shit about me. Time. Well, granted though, when Starscream's just like blowing shit up because he just wants to test it, and and Megatron's yeah. like, "The just fuck are you doing?" He's like, "I just need to knock test it the off, John, make sure it works." And it works. He's like, "You motherfucker! You just set us back like three days. <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> and then I really think that I love. Uh, I love Soundwave simply because, simply because you know when you think about all of this advanced technology and like when you really think about the Decepticons, like when you break it down about you know when they when they get uh, scanned and and uh, you know turned back into to robots right. on the planet Earth, uh, you know they they go to what they go to like a construction site, a military base. Right. And then, like an audio superstore. Of all the things, man. <laughs> of all the fucking things, he is like an '80s style cassette boombox <laughs> that just has chest. little little tapes that come out of his chest uh. that just turn into that turn into Ravage, which is the cat. Uh, it turns into Laserbeak, which is the vulture. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Rumble. Um, this is like, like a little man with pile drivers for fists. Th- they are they are so cool, and it's such an awesome idea that these guys pop out of his chest and do stuff. Plus, I will say this, that I never feel like they ever, ever can overuse Soundwave's voice. Oh, never. Of just sort of that, like... And most of these guys are Frank Welker, by the way. Like, Yes. Nine times out of ten in this show, it's either going to be Peter Cullen doing one voice or Frank Welker yeah. doing a dozen. So, yeah. I threw a bunch but of numbers that don't really add up together. Nine times nah, out of ten, a one and a don't dozen. Don't do math. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, but what were, what, were say, your, what were your three favorite? Well, I mean, Megatron was always weird because I never saw like what his strength was as far as leadership goes, other than just like threatening people. Yes. But then he just turned into like a small gun, and I was like, I never. He turned into like a duck hunt gun. Like it didn't look anything. Like, <laughs> and then Starscream had to wield it. You know, he couldn't even fire himself. Starscream yeah. had to hold him and shoot, and it wasn't all that powerful. He was better just staying I mean, a robot. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. being number two 
at your job. You have to hold And then your boss. number one <laughs> turns into your weapon right. and you have to fight. Like you are literally firing the power of number one. Just firing your boss. Ah. Yeah. Ah. It's the only time you can do that. So oh, I, I don't know. Megatron was always kind of a weird fascination for me. But I love Soundwave because of those three things and Rumble as like a, a secondary. Rumble is awesome because Rumble doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Rumble just like straight up tells Scar- Starscream he's never going to be the leader and then he just proceeds to like pile drive an entire power station into like dust <laughs> and and he punches Hound in the stomach punches, when they're underwater <laughs> punches Hound in the stomach underwater <laughs> while making tidal waves and just sends this much bigger guy flying and the best part of that scene is when Rumble gets out of the water there's a human waiting for him by the name of Spike w- Wiki who Spike's just like, hey, what's going on? What'd you do to my friend Hound? And Rumble just knocked his ass to the ground and walks away. <laughs> he did not give a fuck. He's the honey badger of Decepticons. Rumble's amazing. <laughs> but no, I, I wanted a, a shout out for Reflector because I had no clue Ooh. what this thing was. If you are watching the show and you see kind of like three weird looking clones that all look the same, yeah. that's Reflector. Because Reflector is actually three different robots. It's... um. Uh, I think I, I misplaced their name. It's like, uh, they, they basically are, are made up of like a camera or some sort of optic device, a telescope or a camera or a microscope, or something like that. So all three of these guys that are humanoid in size, at one point just all fold up into like a Polaroid camera that another Decepticon <laughs> uses to take like um, uh, surveillance shots, basically right. like spy shots. He like clicks their little shutter and a little Polaroid prints out. I'm just like, none of this makes sense, but that's fantastic. I love it. Well, oh, their their names are Viewfinder, Spyglass, and Spectro because that's important. Not really. Yeah. Well, I th- I think the point that you bring up is that none of this really makes sense. Mm-mm. Is that you know, I will I'm willing to believe and suspend my personal disbelief right. to see these robots in disguise transform in and out. But the thing that I can't get over is that when the Witwickies are inside of one of I think it was either Jazz or or one of the other yeah. Or maybe it was Hound. I think uh, they were in Hound. And they're, and they're coming under fire. And instead of calling to the other Autobots, because he's a robot that's pretty much like synced up <laughs> right. to communicate with them, <laughs> right. he asks one of the Witwickies, yep. he, like, he asks them to pick up the radio and call in help for like support to come See, to him. I, like that- I can kind of get some of this stuff where it's like, they technically have landed on a primitive planet to their own society. So when they... Here's a great place to launch into what the hell this story's actually about. So sure. we're introduced on Cybertron. There's a battle between the Decepticons and the Autobots. The Decepticons are basically like mercenary soldiers. They're, they're highly trained. They're lethal. They'll stop at nothing to be in control. Whereas the Autobots are kind of like your ragtag group of uh, fighters kind of cobbled together as like a militia. Um, they're kind of doing some reconnaissance. They're trying to get enough energy to leave the planet, which they do. Um, but they're not turning into the familiar vehicles at this point. They're actually turning into Cybertronian vehicles. So a lot of the mm-hmm. Decepticons turn into like these weird kind of like three-winged, almost pyramid-shaped jet fighters. The right. Autobots either don't turn into anything or they turn into sort of like weird futuristic alien-looking shuttlecraft like, like vans, basically. I think of what, like, Wheeljack or somebody or, uh, turned into, like, this weird van. Into, like, a Ford Windstar. Yes, it turned into, like, an Econoline <laughs> van with just, like, extra shielding to, to prevent laser blasts. So, yeah. 
And then when they come to Earth, so this, we've, we've talked about in past episodes, uh, a number of shows have always been like, the bad guys are fleeing through space in a spaceship. Or, I'm sorry, the good guys are fleeing through space in a spaceship. The bad guys are chasing them through space in a spaceship. Right. Something happens that both of them end up crashing on a planet or going through this weird portal, and they both end up crash-landed at the same place together. Well, guess where most of it started? Back here in 1984 with Transformers, and probably earlier than that from some of the sources that they drew from, but as far as we're concerned, it started here with Transformers. Right. So that's pretty much what happened. So there's the big fight between all of them, and then, Sean, do you... Do you remember how long they lie dormant until they get reactivated again? Because this cracked me up. Four million years. He's not exaggerating. It's literally four million years later. Like four million years. (laughs) Where something activates, there's like a a volcanic eruption or like the uh, shift kind of like. Probably that. What's that? Probably that four million year old timer that they set. It's probably that four million year old timer. (laughs) Yeah. So that that time the alarm goes off, somebody hits snooze, and then this little uh, pod kind of goes out, and it starts scanning things in the area, because it's going to use, this makes zero sense to me, but it's just a fun mechanic, it's going to use whatever is in the area so that they can uh, be repaired with that transformational mechanism that'll turn them into something in the area so that they can, like, hide within whatever the, the environment happens to be. Sure. They're robots in disguise. They're robots in disguise, exactly. So right. if you're in a prehistoric jungle with apes and dinosaurs and giant, Knock it off. I mean... <laughs> Knock it off, So Dave. that's what you're going to get. If you're in, you know, 1984 America, you're going to get big rigs and apparently jet fighters and occasionally the cassette tapes and, <laughs> and things like that. So, so this whole point that I'm, I'm trying to get to is that Hound is now modeled after like an old... Right, so it's an old kind of military-style jeep. So yes, he's gonna have that like hanging communicators and stuff. So yeah, he should be able to just like access that. But it was kind of a cool thing to let the humans sort of, you know, tickle his little dongle there and uh, fall back yeah. home to the to the troops. Get it, get that get that dongle. That dongle. Get that dongle out. I, I think that a lot of the a lot of these kind of weird moments where you think to yourself, you guys are just robots, aren't you? All sort of like. What's your Wi-Fi range that you guys can't like not it should be talk like, to each other? It should be like solar system. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you dum dums have like Bluetooth so you guys can just like sync and like communicate and talk yeah. and have ubiquitous messaging? That that sounds like a thing that you should all have, considering that four million years ago you're from a way more advanced civilization yeah. with tech. Like you're a technologically based society. Yeah. Everything about you should you. have. You should have this. Yeah. You know, and it, it's just kind of surprising, but you you realize that it's. The reason that they do that is because they need the humans. They need, right. you know, they because need Because they know the planet and they know the, how to get the energy access. And right. Yeah. Let's talk about that really quick. God. Because right. there is a moment where Optimus Prime is just like, we don't, we don't really need your assistance or help. We need to figure this out on our own. And the Witwickies are just like, yeah, but we know Earth better than you do. And Optimus Prime turns on a dime and is like well maybe he does he does this weird thing where he yeah like he's like stroking his you know transformer gandalf beard and he's just like yeah maybe we could maybe we could use you guys cut cut to them like back in the base just like chilling and making themselves at home like quickness with which they're assimilated into this culture is like almost as quick as the dinosaurs like when those guys just walked up on giant talking dinosaurs from space and we're just like totally chill best friends it's like same level right here 
Yeah, I actually have a incredible. note where I'm like, this show was actually pretty great until the human showed up. Like, I could have just done this whole thing without, without. Yeah, they they were really tertiary. You truthfully did not need them. It was just in this. it was an in between for the Autobots to explain more about themselves to the kids watching. Sure, them. that's literally all it was. And I also think that the main one of the main reasons, aside from just the the additional explanations. The, the Spike character in particular yeah. is a way for them to ground this oh. so that kids kids are seeing this and they're just like, oh, well, like, if Transformers are right, real, right. like, I could be, like, a Spike or character. Or, like, I shouldn't know? be scared of them because they're friends with this, this hard hat wearing hooligan name. Correct. Spike. I gotta tell you, man, his... Did you watch Sons of Anarchy? Yes. So Jax with his little journal on top of the roof. That's all I kept thinking of. Every time they cut to Spike and he's, like, writing in his diary. There's one point, I don't know if you have this, this lyric, uh, this lyric. I don't know if you have this quote down, but he's like, Optimus Prime treats his robots really well. I think he would make a neat president. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? You're an alien robot monster to become a neat president. I hope he's not 18. I hope he could not vote at this point. You dumb dumb. It was just amazing. I was like, what is, what is this like junior blogger? What is this live uh, journal kid doing free, free up on top of this, yeah. this vista yeah. looking out under this canyon and it's just like, mm, dear diary, today I met some cars, but they're not just cars. They're also robots. And now we're best friends. <laughs> it's just settle the fuck down, Spike. It was pretty bad. His dad was just a bad spark plug. <laughs> Oh Jesus. He, he basically was just like when the robots come to save them because um, so at this point, Megatron and the Decepticons are looking for energy sources so they can power up their ship and fly back to Cybertron and take it over. And right. as they learn, there's plenty of uh, energy available on Earth so they can harvest enough that they can literally just like take over the entire galaxy, universe, whatever. So they're trying to <laughs> harvest that with the help of Rumble. And because Rumble pretty much shuts down this entire power station, the two guys that are... The two guys that show up I try to figure out what's going on. They get attacked by, uh, ra- uh, is it Ravage? Yeah, they get attacked by Ravage. And then they get yeah. caught in like the collapse and everything by Rumble. So they have to be saved by the Transformers, by the Autobots. Right. These humans react like, this is totally normal. Thank you guys so much for saving us. What else can we possibly do for you? Not freaking out, not calling the military, not just passing out, pissing themselves. Nothing. Totally fine. Everybody seems unbelievably chill with the fact that there are these giant fighting robots. Super chill. That are, are just... But at the same time, they're impressed with like the things that they can change into, or like the fact that Mirage can go invisible and shit like that. That blows his mind. <laughs> Not the fact that an alien civilization of walking sentient robots that transform into shit have landed right. on Earth. I want to say that I feel like Sparkplug and Spike were sort of like the lowest common denominator yes. that you were looking for yeah. in terms of coming, like coming into the fray I, and being introduced to an alien society. I was so upset, spoiler alert, by the end of this three series uh, run where those two buffoons get invited to go to Cybertron as like heralds of the Earth community. And like, these are our messengers that we're sending. For Gotta get liaisons. Space. Gotta get liaisons, uh, Dave. At least they have their own hard hat. Yeah. Okay. That's what I want to know. You want to talk about hard hats? Every. Yeah. No. No. I want to talk about how every human being, every every actual human being that is in this show, all right, is white. Yep. Wears a gray jumpsuit with blue jeans and has a yellow fucking hard hat. Guys, we are whitewashing ourselves (laughs) in the '80s in terms of what's in this show. It is 
terrible. Here's the best part of the human interaction in the in these shows, right? It only pretty much takes place at like power plants. So either at a power plant in a desert <laughs> or a power plant at a dam. <laughs> One of my favorite things is they, they go to Sherman Dam and they have this big fight between uh, Optimus Prime and uh, Megatron. I don't even know if that's a real thing. I don't know if Sherman Dam is real. Um, they have a big fight on top of the dam. But before that, Megatron is basically like overloading the dam so he can just load as much energon as he can into these cubes. There's a great line from one of the random techs, a white guy with blue jeans and a helmet, who just says, Hey, Ed, look at this gauge! And just the way he says it, it's cracking me up to no end. <laughs> Look at this gauge! <sighs> the only other people in this entire thing are random folk who are on the top of their roof because the broken dam is about to release the raging river uh, into their home and pretty much wipe it out and probably them too, even though they're up on the roof. So there, do you remember the sequence where, like, uh, I can't remember who it was, might have been Bumblebee and Cliffjumper, somebody, they were basically just like shooting lasers from their trunk to make a new path for the water. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. sure, that'll, whatever, that worked. Yeah. Uh, so they divert a river, basically right before it smashes into the house, and literally, the people, the people that live in this house must have been, I mean this in the best possible way, they must have been really special, because the first thing they say is, we were saved! Thanks, neighbors! <laughs> Thanks, neighbors! Alright, uh, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. That's fine. Thanks, neighbors. It's like, it's like, you just had three, you had a giant, like, you, you had, had a, space monster. You had a, you had a huge space monster yeah. shoot a laser yep. into your ground and run through, space laser and run through your human cul-de-sac yeah. to divert the flow of water. Whee! And you're, <laughs> thanks, neighbors. Because they're getting, they're getting on the roof. They're oh, like, they're, they're getting the on the There's roof. There's four or five people up there. Yeah, there's like four or five people that are up on this roof, and like they all in unison, like they rehearsed oh, it. Yeah. Like they rehearsed. Like, hey, when space monsters show up with space lasers <laughs> to save us from the broken dam someday in the future, all shout we. They're gonna and they were it. just like, hey guys, maybe maybe for our next house, maybe we don't buy it in, like in next the path to a dam. And they're like, shut up, Fred. <laughs> okay, Get off the fucking roof. That was an idea. Damn it, Fred. So this you know, line of dialogue is followed by a question I have for you. God. Why does Starscream have a slingshot? Okay, I I could not figure this out. I I, I this it's like his backup. Like, like again, <laughs> again, a this he's is a fighter, like a fighter jet. The, again, you know, I, I I you think to yourself the mechanics that are set up in this yeah. show. Yes, he is on Cybertron. This like rectangular, uh, like almost like pyramid shaped jet fighter plane uh on cybertron which is very sleek very cool i like it when he's here uh on planet earth he is a military style he's like an f-16 he's like a top he's an f-16 jet and so he is and he and he has guns on the side of his arms you know and it just it makes no sense other than the idea and this is the only thing i could come up with when this when this occurred was that in the 80s, what was like a popular toy and for Dennis kids? Dennis the Menace. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, again, it was one of those things that like, it just, I knew a friend who owned a slingshot and it was one of those things where I was like, hey, can I come over and play with your slingshot? But like, of my all, mom was like, absolutely fucking Of all not. the fucking things. It was like, I guess because he like, at some point they said he ran out of energy or they were like, you're using too much energy. So he's just like, well, I'm just going to pick up a cube of energy and shoot it at you with this fucking space slingshot. Yeah. The, 
Yeah. It didn't it did not make a lot of sense. Here's the thing and though, it, it makes less uh does it make less or more sense than Optimus Prime having an energy axe for a hand and Megatron having an energy ball and chain mace? Yeah, like a flail. Like a flail for a hand. Yeah. This don't make any sense uh, whatsoever. Sweet, that battle act was pretty sweet. Yeah, it's it's an interesting fight, and like you know, it was it was one of the it was finally like one of those times, and this is in the second episode where yeah. you're just like, great, like we're getting to like the meat of this conflict. We've got these big characters, you know, and look, they're not transforming into a Mack truck or a handgun, you know, to fight one right. another. Like they are they're going at it mono e mono or like robot e robot. Yeah. You know, and they they are they are trying on this one, but man, like the weapons that they picked could not have been more, more medieval yeah. and boring. I actually in I terms like the of their act. selection, they just, just didn't make any sense. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a, again like you know you you like you like you asserted earlier as the something where like they've been assimilated into the solar culture, right. and so the, their reference is now skewed because, I mean, let's be honest, they've been asleep for four million years. That's right. You know, and so... I, just, just, I love the fact that whatever rig they scanned for Optimus Prime, that driver straight up had a battle axe behind his seat. He was just yeah, driving right. across America the fucking battle axe of the seat. <laughs> what would it have been if, like, if, if Optimus had held up his arm and had gone to because you know this is like a truck driver yeah. and I'm I'm pulling bad stereotypes with this okay. so bear with me if it had been something like where it turned into like a bunch of like nudie women magazines yeah or just like a, like, giant, like a giant like a giant pouch of snuff or something yeah like just some chewing just tobacco chewing tobacco fist uh, sloppiest you know, punch ever it just turned into a can of Monster Energy drink oh, and he was just like ready to go oh it just turned into truck nuts. <laughs> that would have been more like Megatron and then like truck nuts hanging off of his fist. That would have been amazing. One turns into one has like a mud flap as a shield See, no, and I then truck gonna, nuts as a weapon. Say mud flap, but mud flap was a character that they He's a, uh, correct. one of the movies, one of the racist characters. I think it was like Mud Flap and Skipjack or something like that. I might be making up words. Skip trace. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a uh, mud flap and disappointment. And disappointments all around. Yep. Yeah. Truck nuts. Truck nuts would have been a good Michael Bay transformer. So, I, kind of as we're talking about sort of the anatomy of vehicles. Now, Dave, uh, I know that you have owned your vehicle and it has had a lot of surgery. Uh, it's got to go back in over... again, too. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I know that you understand a lot about, uh, about cars, about old things that fall apart. Yep. Correct. Uh, and so, I just kind of want to take us back to the first episode very early on when we have this initial battle with uh, Bumblebee and I I think it's Hound or maybe it's Jazz. Which, uh, on Cybertron? Right, when they're on Cybertron Uh, and the the Decepticons see them and there's, somebody gets shot and Bumblebee gets shot and he kind of like skitters and remind you, as David mentioned, they're not cars on Cybertron. No. They're like uh, they're like a, a a futuristic floating Ford uh, Windstar, and then Bumblebee is like sort of like this little like mobile pod that sort of looks like what we would think of like a classic UFO. Right. And so he's sort of flying around in this instance, and uh, he gets hit. He gets hit, and then the the the, the minivan that's in front of him deploys the back seat, and they kind of like zooms up into it, and he's like. 
And remember, he's flying, like he's flying and he's hovering and he's coasting, all right? And in this moment, the comment he's just like, uh, the, the minivan goes, is everything all right? And Bumblebee just goes, or Bumblebee's comment is, oh, I think I'll be okay. I got shot in the rear axle. I was like, you don't have any tires. Also, how the, you don't have also, any fucking tires. How the fuck do you know what a Bumblebee is? You're on a machine Yeah. Plane. Stuff like that like, is, is fine. Do you so call like them a machine time, pile? A machine pile? You little machine, a machine pile? pile. <laughs> from a machine planet. No, like, like that. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other names that were kind of like... Oh, uh, like right out of the gate? Whoever, I, think it was, I think it was Jax. Oh, like Jazz. I would love, the, I'd love yeah, to know I think that it was they, jazz. they had Jazz on Cybertron. <laughs> like Cybertron and Jazz. I want to hear that music. They... They make a comment, which you should just, like, when you're first introduced to the characters on Cybertron, yeah. you should just open up the bag of words that you're going to hear to make them sound futuristic that you're never going to reference again, yep. which is, uh, we not enough energy uh, to last us a cortex. Oh, cortex. You're like, cool. What, I have no idea what a cortex, cortex is. Cortex That's is great. A time thing. Sure. Uh, how, how far are we going? Do we have left to get back to the base to see uh, Iacon? Icon. Oh, it's just one more mega mile. Oh, mega. Settle the fuck down. <laughs> I love that they like, kind of went metric with it, but still kept the miles, so they just completely screwed up everything. A mega mile? A mega oh, is mile. it like, more than a kilomile or less? <laughs> oh, God. Is it a gigamile? Go fuck yourself. A teramile? Um, wow. Boy, that's a long trip. Um, yeah. No, I do like that Transformers are constantly getting shot in the ass and making like references to it. So like Bumblebee gets shot in the rear axle, somebody else get, takes one in the drive shaft. I think that was the hound. Yeah, that's the other that's hound when he falls over a cliff. And then um, I forget who it is at the end. Somebody takes one in the linkage. So these are just like all these are all Forrest Gump allusions to getting shot in the ass. In the linkage. In the linkage. And then I, we're getting a little short on time, so. Here's a question for you. In in the, the last episode, the Decepticons yeah. are basically like mining the quote unquote crystal mines of Burma, which okay. Uh, apparently that's like a huge energy source and they're gonna make banks, they're gonna take over the universe. But there's gotta get those rubies. That's gotta get those rubies in Burma. But the Autobots are gonna stop them, and one way they do this is by one of the humans going in to plant a, a bomb, okay, with This is ridiculous with Bumblebee, which obviously all goes to shit and the mind just kinda collapses on them after Spark plug, I think. I don't think it was Spike. Spike gets knocked into the wall by a machine. He should be pretty much yeah. putty at this point. Um, yeah, Spike gets Spike gets knocked into the wall. Spike gets knocked into the wall. He should just be like a puddle Dead. of flesh and, and broken bones. Uh, and then the whole mind pretty much collapses on him. That's not really important. That's just kind of like a side side point here. Um, it's a fun, hopeful it's glimpse. Because fun... if you're if you listen to this and you're just like, oh, thank God they got rid of the wit wikis. No, no sorry, friend. They're made of tough stock. Um, do you remember Optimus having a little buddy called Roller? I, I you know what? Oddly enough, uh, I had no fucking recollection. Of that you have no thing. no idea what Roller was. It was the dumbest. It was the. Oh, I never. I, I didn't know it. It looked like a little bomb sniffing like robot. He was just like, I'll just use my buddy Roller. I, I will say the one thing about that whole interaction is that uh, this stuff is happening and Optimus Prime immediately is like, hey guys, like everybody's like, oh, we should rush into the mine uh, before the bomb goes off and see if we can save, you know, see what we can right. do. And Optimus Prime, very, as a leader, I can respect this. And this is why I think he's the best leader in the show yeah. in, oh, in terms of his comparison to Megatron. Yeah. Is that he goes, guys, I got yep. this. And like 
he attaches his trailer, transforms, he goes up the side of this mountain, and then the bomb explodes. And he just tumbles. I would and love then, to know why, why on earth did you even attach your trailer? There's no reason for it. There's no You're fucking not reason. Holding anything. There's no goods or services to be delivered here. What the fuck are you doing? Except it did have roller in it. Right. So it, they, they, and then once they're at the bottom. Ooh, also, real, real quick, the- I do have to say, this bomb had a timer of 60 seconds. Optimus says to everybody, he's like, if I'm not back in five minutes, come in after me. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> You're either about to blow up or get everyone killed. Or he oh, was just God. hoping it would blow up before he got anywhere close to it. Like, uh, but I mean, five minutes, uh, sounds good. Would, would the damage that he incurred from that explosion, oh God, here we go. would, would it have potentially forced him to take an excruciating oh. 45 seconds where it sounds like he's having a hernia? It, uh, is that what it sounded transform? like? It sounded like a gross, like, next-door hotel room orgasm to me. Really? It sounded like there's old people next door that just rented the room for a couple hours, and they're just trying to get it off. Not quite getting there, but they're going to tough it out anyway. And things are a little rusty, and they don't quite want to go where you want them to go, but they're going to fight through it anyway. It sounded That's to me sounded like, like somebody like in your workplace public restroom like right after lunch like blowing an that, like, ate, that like ate something yeah. that you're just like, oh, that's an emergency poop. Like that is an that's a straight up emergency poop because it, it is just uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. I, I and if you watch this, right, so listeners out there, if you haven't been listening since day one, which kudos if you have, that's amazing. We barely made it that far. Um, Oof. we started with a show called Turbo Team, which right, which featured this kid who turned into a car, uh, depending on the temperature of like anything that was thrown on him. So like if it was a cold, if it was cold water, he turned back into a kid. If it was hot pizza, he'd turn into a car. And it was horrific. It was nightmarish. It was very the like body, body, body horror, like Cronenberg style. This was close to that because <laughs> you're watching in like frame by frame motion as Optimus is turning back from a car into a human. And like you're seeing all his joints like snap audibly into place and like his fists are stuck inside of his arms and then they eventually pop out and eventually his head just kind of out of his it neck. It's so gross. It was. Super disgusting and a little arousing, but disgusting. <laughs> I feel like that's your rule thirty-four right it there. <laughs> oh god! Oh, meets the eye. Oof. So, to wrap this all up, it was actually a pretty cool way um, to, to kind of wrap this up because it wasn't really Optimus who saved the day. He has this cool kind of hero moment where he is trying to stop Megatron. He's freaking out. He knows he can't let the Decepticons off Earth. And he yells at one of his buddies. He's like, give me your jetpack. Guy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, give me your jetpack now. And I'm like, holy shit, Optimus <laughs> is freaking out. Guy's like, all right, all right. So Optimus straight up straps on a jetpack, flies into space, and starts shooting at the, uh, the Decepticon vehicle as it's leaving. But obviously, he just gets blasted back down to Earth because they have much more powerful guns up there. So Optimus, who's been nearly blown up in the mine, rolled down the side of a cliff, is now dropped from, like, low atmosphere and lands, and everybody is obviously concerned for him. They're like, we should definitely let Wheeljack or whoever check you out. He's like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine! He's just so upset and frustrated that he can't do anything to stop the Decepticon. I'm gonna leave it there, because there's actually a pretty cool character that gets to sort of save the day, defeat the Decepticons, and then reunite with the uh, Autobots. It was pretty cool. 
they do leave it open that like the Decepticons can come back and start causing havoc, and you never see the Autobots and the humans actually leave Earth, so they could still be there once season one actually gets rolling. Um, so just for that alone, I'd say I would say check out these three. Uh, but um, okay, anything else on these before we get to user reviews? No, let's get into these user reviews. <laughs> get to some of these user reviews. So these are I mean, Transformers. It feels to me like almost like holy territory when it cartoons right it's sort of like untouchable like you shouldn't be able to even say a disparaging word against it i think we're going to tonight because it's not as great as we remember nope but i'm gonna read a user review um that is like most of the user reviews out there which are just like glowing with praise because everybody's just like flushed with nostalgia when they watch them so this one is from will lau from canada his review is titled roll for it again and again and again and again and again. Transformers is the greatest cartoon show ever made. The toys are outstanding. It makes the cartoons of today look like trash. The first seasons of Transformers were the pinnacle of children's entertainment with super cool characters and awesome well-built toys. Even the toys make the toys of today look like garbage. The toys, <laughs> the toys hand a lot of die-casted parts. Remember, we do read these verbatim. The cartoon had a good, straightforward plot. Everything went well until the movie, where they killed all the best Autobots and subsequently killed the Transformers. Afterwards, the show was never the same, and the toys started becoming all cheap plastic with simple designs. But the glory days overshadowed the dark. Transformers will forever be immortalized in the hearts of millions. Ten out of ten. Thanks, Will. Hmm. Well. For another, however. God, let's get into this. Ah, so... This is from uh, the author uh, Super Crazy Yo-Wee. <laughs> it is titled, and he's from the, the UK. This is titled Dreadful. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to emphasize there's one word in particular that he, he really kind of uh, hits time is and time again. Is it trash and garbage to- and cheap? It's a toy. So let's, let's see how this works out. Overrated and only for those people in their 20s whom wear particularly thick rose-tinted glasses who never actually saw it in the first place because they were too young. Awful animation, dialogue, and a tired narrative. A real product of the 80s, the novel gimmick of a puzzle toy. That's right, toy, not the absurd, pretentious, and child-alienating collector's action figurine sold in the back of a poor cartoon or other paraphernalia only matters to those who bought the toy when they were actual children in the period of 84 to 87. It has become cult because those same adults are too immature to let go of their memories. Avoid. My favorite part would be the, the <laughs> solitary word at the end. Avoid. <laughs> All right, I, I got to give him some credit. Right. He, he, makes, he makes some decent points, but buddy, maybe, maybe edit your sentences Well, a that bit. too, but also one out of ten stars, you need to watch more cartoons. Yeah. You need to watch all the Come cartoons on, that man. we watch. You need to watch 111 more cartoons at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We've watched some shit. And I don't think I've ever given <sighs> one. I mean, we, we've put stuff in the dip before, meaning to erase it from existence, but... That's like a one. Ugh. It's pretty bad. I don't know... I mean, a I'd one give Ace Ventura a pet detective a really one. Really, a one? Oh, yeah. 
There's got to be worse stuff out there that we just haven't watched. Oh, we're going to get to it eventually. Well, speaking of that, though, so what is your uh, review recommendation level for Transformers original? So for these Transformers OG, I recommend it. Again, I will throw in with the obvious caveat of there's some really wonky bad dialogue in this. And there is some very jilted moments that feel just uncomfortable and unnecessary yeah. as, as an audience member. Uh, you know, because when I, when I think about Transformers and when I kind of have those fond memories, I think of these robots fighting, which, truth be told, this theme song kind of really sets you in for sure. that, sort of that epic battle between these two. And a lot of the time, you know, especially in the, the, the series that we, we watched, this three-part miniseries, there are moments where the, the Autobots flat out say, they're like, we're really not fighters. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things where they're just like, we're basically like clerks. Yeah, they're like, we're really not fighters. Like, you know, we're, we're part of this resistance, but, you know, we're not, we're not going to be on the front line. We're not troops, right. you know? And so you sort of get in and you sort of understand a little bit more in sort of how this, this epic battle is, is really not, it's really more one-sided and it's, it's coming from the aggression of the, these Decepticons. And boy, howdy, it is worth it just to watch Starscream complain and be petulant and just a total bag of dicks. <laughs> and, he is, and he does such a great job at it. And, and it's really funny because, I, you know, there are some of these cartoons that we do watch where, you know, the, the spotlight is really on the villains. You know, these, these villains, uh, you know, for Soundwave and for uh, all of his cassette tapes yeah, within his a chest. a ton of screen time and, and a ton of usefulness for the team. This is why I right. felt like there were more Decepticons, even though there were like half the number. Right. And I, I think for that alone, I think it's worth uh, that, that nostalgia that I had, as well as also, you know, having some of those toys and stuff like that. I think it definitely threw me back into that mind frame, that state of mind where I was very satisfied with, with what I was watching, yeah. with the obvious notes and exceptions that there were some really, really weird parts. So I would recommend this. But, and it definitely does not get the dip. Fair enough. Yeah, my, my only gripes were like the one-liners, the really, really bad puns. Yeah. Um, but as far as animation style goes, yeah, it's crude compared to today's standards, but it was actually pretty solid, and it is really enjoyable to watch. I love watching the transformations. I love watching the battles. They're a little wonky and clunky, but it kind of goes with like the Transformers themselves. And I would say if you're interested in checking out any of the more recent Transformers series, you kind of have to start here especially with something like uh, Combiner Wars that's coming out. If you haven't picked up the comics or you haven't picked up the toys, you might not really have any clue what's going on with that story, but you could at least have a good foundation in the previous story, the Great War that took place, um, right. what Cybertron has to do with everything, because Combiner Wars actually brings it back to Cybertron. So everything kind of takes place there, and there's a lot of political things involved. I'm not going to spoil anything, but fans of Starscream, I think we'll find this new iteration to be really interesting. You're going to yeah, dig it. There's some cool stuff that happens with him in the new series. So it's really fun to watch him be such a whiny little second in <laughs> command, um, little usurper throughout this series. And it's fun, man. It's, it's just one of the classic 80s cartoons that like, is always going to be on a recommended list, even if it's not the best thing that came out around that time. Yeah. So, yeah, no dip for me. Definitely check it out. Um, and then feel free to watch you know, more of the episodes once they got rolling. Again, remember, this is like a fairly common caveat with us we watched usually the first episode or couple of episodes where things are still pretty rough and at this point they didn't even know that they were going to get picked up for more seasons so this is as probably as bad as it gets 
Um, arguably, once I get towards the end of their run, it get a little rough too. Once I kind of ran out of material, but yeah, definitely check this out. Find it. Yeah, that's gonna do it for the OG Transformers. We got a lot more Transformers coming up later this month. We will uh, talk about in a bit. But before that, Sean, buddy, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks? Hey, everybody. As always, I do live improv comedy in the District of Columbia. You can find dates and times and schedules. They are all available uh, at Washington Improv Theater, and that is at witdc.org. Uh, I am producing a improv comedy festival that is going to happen in D.C. later this year in the November timeframe. It's called the District Improv Festival, and you can find out more information. We haven't posted tickets yet, but uh, you can find out more information. You can read about it. Uh, we're also a 501c3 charitable donation. So if you want to donate to us, wonderful, and support the arts and live comedy in the D.C. area. And you can find out information uh, at districtimprov.org. And as always, I'm going to be on the grams and the turs. Yep. At Sean Paul Ellis. We're going to have all that information up on our website. So don't worry about jotting all that down. We'll have all the dates, links, all the contact information for you. Nothing to be concerned about. Dave, Dave, what's good with you? What's good? What's good, bro? What's good with you? Oh, does that mean like where what are you, can you up find to? me? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. What are you up so to? So on Twitter, you can find me <laughs> at Dr. Claw MD. You can also find my handiwork over at Collider and Nerdist. And if you're interested in my short fiction, you can head on over to DaveCrumboard.com to check that out. If you're interested in finding out more about Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can do so at our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with a U. And anybody watching on our video feed right now can see that U right up there. You can also find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram account. <laughs> you guys have been fantastic on our Facebook page. We love seeing your messages, your likes, your comments. And speaking of our Facebook page, we did get a recent message from uh, listener Van DeWitt. He says, I wanted to pop in and tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. It really helps me through my workday at the sign shop. Anywho, I wanted to tip you off to some of my fave cartoons from my youth that you may have missed or have yet to cover. Would love to hear what you have to say about uh, Inhumanoids, The Littles. Oh my God. Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. Yeah, Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos, and then Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So, Vanna, I replied to you on, on Facebook, and thank you so much for your message. I'm glad you uh, love and listening to the podcast, and we're glad we can help your day go by a little bit, a little bit quicker, a little bit more entertaining. Uh, but yeah, Sean clearly reacted to some of those, so they're all on our <laughs> list. Humanoids, we yes. We just have to get to them. So thank you so much for that. And, and honestly, listeners out there, if you have cartoons from your childhood they might not be the same that sean and i have or they might be stuff that we've we've missed or, or forgotten about so feel free to let us know through facebook on our youtube accounts um through email saturday morning cartoons at gmail.com and if you just want to listen you know you can do so through youtube or through itunes stitcher and now we're on google play google play so you can actually check us out there too and we're working on getting spotify together there's some there's some weird for them so we're working on that but uh all these new services trying to get on this podcast bandwagon, yeah, taking them, taking them time to get the <laughs> two, process Two years place. into it, we're trying to get. Yeah, two years. <laughs> trying to get it to you guys. So yeah, if you're out there and you're listening, we love hearing from you. So please just let us know at any of the above mentioned contact points. That's going to do it for this episode. Sean, do you have any specifics on the Transformers series we're going to be uh, bringing up in the next couple of weeks? We're definitely going to be covering Combiner Wars once that's out and available to everybody. We're going to have a review see if we can have some special stuff from that as well since it's a brand new thing coming up but right and we are also going to be reposting like we mentioned earlier our beast wars review and episode so you can either skip that completely if you're frustrated like we were or you can enjoy it with us either one 
God. Yeah, no, uh, we are going to be doing an entire month of Transformers. Yeah. And so uh, we have been culling through and looking at some of these different series. And so we are definitely going to have more Transformers coming up for the next couple of weeks. So it's going to get really exciting. And I'm, I'm very excited to check out Combiner Wars as well. Uh, again, I know that we've been kind of getting into some of these newer series, but we've got five weeks in August and we've got five we definitely have more than five <laughs> Transformer series to actually be able to get into. So um, this should be interesting. Yeah. This will be a little bit of a trip down memory road. And it'll be also kind of nice, as we mentioned, you know, we're checking out the OG tonight uh, to see how some of these stories evolve and how some of these characters change a little bit. Yeah, we'll find some, some we... new stuff, too, because I definitely haven't watched all of these for sure. I mean, this was the first yeah. time I've revisited this series years upon years ago. This is fun. Yeah. But if you guys are out there and you have favorite episodes or favorite series, definitely drop us a line. Let us know. We'll see if we can work it into the schedule. Uh, anything else from you tonight, Sean? No, I think we're awesome. good. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Saturday Morning Cartoons, and we will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>